In India, where tradition is still a way of life, a new world of technology is finding its roots. On the banks of the Triveni in Allahabad, parents shave the heads of their sons for a better future in homage to the gods of good fortune. Centuries of tradition open their doors to the symbols of the 20th century. A new way of life learns to combine the best of today with the best of an ancient civilization. There is no conflict between the two. A nation's standard of living depends on the level of technology it has attained. Centuries ago, India was regarded as a prosperous nation. Her industrial and agricultural products, metals, cloth and spices, were sought by other civilizations. The work of her mathematicians and medical men, no less than her philosophers, attracted scholars from other lands. Then, somehow, we lost the innovative genius. We became a subject nation, intellectually uncreative, economically stagnant, socially rigid. We have now broken through the stagnancy. Soon after winning freedom, we planned for the industrialization and modernization of agriculture. We've also established several institutions of higher technological research and training, which are backed by university departments and national laboratories, pursuing scientific investigation. We have made good progress in electronics and nuclear energy. Thus, over the last 20 years, we have built a technological base for self-reliant growth. We have the know-how and we have the men. Our endeavor is to evolve a technology suited to our genius and context. Science and technology can help to eradicate hunger and want. In Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America, home of nearly two-thirds of the world's population, there are millions of men, women, and children who are hungry, illiterate, and trapped by disease and death. Science and technology must correct these conditions. I'm a student of the Regional Engineering College, Warangal. My name is Sunan Sharma, a student of third year mechanical in this college here, which is located uh, 80 miles off Hyderabad. We have a U United Nations program going on in this college. About six years ago, it was thought that we in this country do not train people for the industry. 
and hence UNESCO aid. We have started in the postgraduate field a number of essential courses which we think have a very important role to play in the development of the industry. These have a direct impact on the economy of the country. And we are producing people who are being absorbed by the industry. Machines are searching for a better future for mankind in this part of the world. The Regional Engineering College in Warangal is doing research in electronic instrumentation, chemical plant engineering, holography, optical data processing, groundwater engineering, and many other fields. It is building knowledge and skill, training the minds and men needed to solve problems facing a whole nation. in Chandigarh, in the north of India. UNESCO's assistance to the Central Scientific Instruments Organization started 1963. That time, this place where I'm standing now was only agriculture fields. Today, hardly seven years later, through technical cooperation between the United Nations and the Indian government, we have a research institute employing nearly 500 scientists, research workers, technicians, and administrators. Needless to say, it is an exciting experience to see what can be achieved through technical cooperation to speed up the industrialization of the country and thereby increasing the standard of living for millions of people. My personal contribution to this project have existed in sharing my technical experience in instrument design and manufacturing. The instrument industry has been on a small scale and the needs of the developing country for instruments and equipment was so rapid that it was required to help the growth of this industry. This was done in many ways. Uh, we signed some bilateral agreements, but mainly it was the agreement with the UNDP through UNESCO, which actually helped us in uh, developing the organization so rapidly. I can say that within these three years, we have developed a large number of instruments which have been taken up by the industry for production. Many of these instruments have gone into production and have saved a good deal of foreign exchange. The result has been that in optical division, we are producing designs and instruments 
on the basis of the optical glass made within the country. mention a few instruments which we have produced here which were totally imported before such as the universal moisture meter which we have which we developed here and which is now in production and the firm which has uh, which is producing it has sold within the last couple of years uh, instruments worth about 10 lakhs rupees research to application, from application to achievement. In an old mansion built for a feudal lord, modern machines hum the song of a new India, a song of technology in the presence of its gods and goddesses. G. Krishna, director of the Indian Institute of Petroleum, Dehradun. You know that uh, India is consuming about 16 million tons per annum of petroleum products, and uh, its refining capacity is of the same order. And of this, we are importing about uh, 10 million tons of crude oil, and its cost is about 100 crores per annum. Now. When we are uh, short of foreign exchange and we have to use this much of petroleum products as a source of our energy, we have to conserve our resources. And one of the best ways of conservation is to use whatever petroleum products we have in the most efficient possible manner. That is, avoidance of waste is an important conservation method. And in this connection, the knowledge that is available, the training that is available in the public, on the use of uh, fuels and on the use of lubricants is not yet satisfactory. And an important role of the IIP is to train the mines, the train the users, train the public in the use of petroleum products. Another important aspect is what types of refining programs and refinery processes we should use in order to save our foreign exchange and in order to produce products that we may need in our country and not like a foreign situation where uh, gasoline is in larger quantities or another product is in larger quantities. Similarly, machinery stops, which is indirectly, or even directly we may say, is responsible for loss in production and national productivity. Now, how do you make rectification of these mistakes or of these deficiencies? One of the methods is we must know when to change an oil. We must know how to maintain our engines. We must know how to maintain machinery.
research and application, application and achievement. In Ludhiana, the pavements are littered with machines and material for agriculture and industry. Maybe someday a new folk song will tell of a tractor that changed the life of a poor peasant oppressed by the burden of centuries. When Ramu was born, only a few outsiders knew the name of his village. Now it has become the site of one of the best engineering colleges in India. Raju also will become an engineer and participate in the exciting world of science. young men have an advantage which their fathers never had. Part of the new curriculum in such colleges is a sandwich training course. The students are sent to regular factories to gain first-hand knowledge of the working of an industry in which they may later find jobs as full-fledged engineers.
science and technology can help to eradicate hunger and want. Used without discrimination and discretion, they can also lead to waste, imbalances, and emptiness of spirit. But as we said earlier, a new way of life learns to combine the best of today with the best of an ancient tradition. There is no conflict between the two.